0: If you are in need of therapeutic support, such as counseling, please seek out a therapist near you. Today's episode is um, a bit different than my normal lens, and I just wanted to kind of give a little bit of background on this for you. Um, Today's episode is actually an interview. Um, A colleague of mine, a friend of mine, a fellow podcaster and leadership coach, my leadership coach, um, John, is, is interviewing me um, for this episode today so that others can learn more about me as a coach, as an estrangement and communication coach, um, as a relationship reconciliation coach, in answering some questions that have come up as of late, and um, helping you to explore whether or not you believe, uh, working with an estrangement coach could be helpful for you. And so I asked John, um, if he would mind, um, and he actually offered first and then I said, maybe not right now. And then I came back and I said, well, I'm, I'm getting a lot of questions. And perhaps, um, us doing this interview might help answer some of those questions. And so, um, so today's episode is John and I in conversation um, discussing some of those questions and um, helping—I'm hoping—helping to provide an understanding on how exactly an estrangement coach can help, um, and versus maybe a therapist or, um, yeah, someone within that profession. So. That being said, um, we'll just dive right into today's, um, episode and, um, it will not have any background music because it's the two of us talking. And so it, like I said, it is a bit different, but I'm, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that it will, will help and, and maybe, maybe you're not in a place to receive it right now and that's okay, but it will be here as a resource to you later should that ever become something you're curious about or want to know more about. Okay, let's go. Okay, hi everyone. Um, I have someone special with me today, um, a leadership coach, um, and his name is John. And I met John through um, my podcast training, and he is a fellow podcaster, and he's become a good friend of mine. And I know you guys have had some questions floating around there about what, you know, who who, who really is Creed and exactly what Creed is kind of, doing with this podcast and you've heard me mention some coaching and things like that and so I thought I'd bring John in to interview me and so you guys can get um, a clearer picture of my purpose with the podcast The Estranged Heart and kind of um, where I'm headed with all of this good stuff so John how about let's get started and um, fire away with the questions.
1: Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. It's so interesting that within our group, there are so many people who have started podcasts and some have kind of faded in their determination to have a podcast. And a big reason of that is that they don't have a clear why. And since the get-go, actually you and I are probably the people who've launched our, episode, uh, our podcast earlier on because the why is so clear And it's remarkable how much more clear your why is as you've gone along. So I wanted to start by thanking you for your courage to do something like this podcast, which is something quite vulnerable, because you understand the pain of what other people go through, and you want to help them reconcile and not have that pain anymore, because you don't anymore. And you know that it's, it's possible for them to do that. And I know that... This also puts you in a precarious situation (laughs) where people uh, may question uh, maybe your motives or maybe your qualifications or maybe whatever it is. And I think it's such a neat thing for us to talk through. So thank you so much for having me on and asking you these questions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I am super, super excited to have you here, be a part of the podcast and episode today and to help mine for some of the things that you just mentioned so mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely thank you well
1: to start i think people uh it would be great to hear from you directly why did you start this podcast because i took away what i just took away which i shared with everybody but i really want to hear from you because you put in a lot of time and a lot of effort not just with the podcast but with the community and you're doing all of this for free because you care about that so why creed
0: yeah That's a great question Um, You know, I went through my own estrangement experience, right? Um, With having both of my, all of my adult children, two daughters, having estranged from me. Um, And I know the pain that that brought into my life. And I also know what it took to get to the other side of that and end up in reconciliation. And having stayed in reconciliation um, with both of my daughters. Um, And so I really wanted to simply share my story to provide hope, to provide um, folks with, uh, oh my goodness, this is possible. Um, Reconciliation is possible. And to help, um, you know, those who, there are people who will not reconcile. And I also want to recognize that, that, but to help those people who are not able to reconcile to eventually, to, to find a way to get back to their life with a purpose, joy, and being able to be present to their day-to-day life Mm. and without so much pain and to be able to continue on because I find so many people get stuck in that pain of the estrangement and helping them to find a way forward whatever that looks like for them right Mm -hmm. whether that's Mm -hmm. through reconciliation or moving forward with their life without their children in it Mm.
1: yeah that's incredible i recently have been thinking a lot my my family doctor uh just came back from mat leave Mm -hmm. and there was a person who was um her replacement and so i had a chance to experience two different people Mm -hmm. my family doctor has actually been through a lot of her own chronic issues So Mm -hmm. her understanding and her care for me is very different than the person who came in to replace. Obviously, the Mm -hmm. person who came in to replace also is doing my family doctor a favor by supporting. But I really saw the difference between somebody who didn't understand because they didn't go through it themselves versus my family doctor who did go through it themselves. And it's really funny, among my circle of friends, there are quite a few people who are in the medical field. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes there is a lot of worry of patients who are being treated by those who are going through medical school. So technically Mm -hmm. they have all the knowledge, they have all the studies, they know exactly what they're supposed to do, but they have never done the thing themselves. And so a lot of uh, patients opt to ask for somebody who's done a procedure many times before, and they've had the experience of that versus somebody who just knows kind of what to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing the correlation here because it's almost kind of like if I have a business mentor, I want to have one that has done it, has been through it, has not just knows about how to do it, but has gone through it themselves. And there's yes. an accumulation of wisdom that is there versus just knowledge. And I really see that with you in terms of the wisdom versus the knowledge. You have a really interesting approach to all of this. Can you share it with us more on curiosity and how you approach understanding other people's experience of estrangement because every situation is so different
0: yeah that's oh my goodness that's fabulous um i i lead my everything in my life <laughs> um i talk every chance i get that my middle name is curiosity um <laughs> you know because i am i i've learned to cultivate curiosity so i was uh, curious as a child and then that was you know kind of Poo-pooed, meaning, you know, let's not be too curious about things, you know, and kind of stay in line and, and just do what was, what was expected of you. And so for a long time, I wasn't, I didn't have that curious piece to life. And then I went through, you know, some trials and tribulations in life and finally came to this place where I was like, why, what is happening? Why are people doing the things that they're doing? What is behind the scenes? What's beneath the surface? Because what i'm seeing and hearing i don't think are really what's at the core of what's happening so what is that right and so i get really curious about what is happening in someone's life when i when i coach when i have with my am working with my coaching clients that is the the first thing i'm doing with them is sitting down and i want to hear your story because i don't know the right approach for you until I hear your story, until I know what you're facing, because what you face are facing may not have been exactly the same path that I took and when I, mm-hmm. what I was facing, right? And so being by being curious about that, I'm finding out details and learning about people. People are feeling seen and heard because I'm listening to their story. Um, and that tends to, relax people a little bit more where they're a little more open to learning things and, and exploring something different. Once they've, once the pain has been seen and heard and validated and witnessed. Mm. And so that sense of curiosity is really, it's just, it's massive. It's, it's everything. If without that sense of curiosity, you go through life just making assumptions about things that aren't nine times out of 10 are not true. You, you have, based off of your lived experience, you're putting that expectation and assumption on others when that's not their lived experience. Mm. And, it, and to get to that place, you have to have the sense of, you know, oh my gosh, I wonder what, you know, I tend to walk through life every day with, I wonder why, I wonder how, I wonder what would happen if all of those questions I'm always asking myself.
1: Yeah. That's so cool. I feel like I'm talking, you're, you're like a private investigator slash communications coach.
0: Yeah, Like that's really what
1: I'm getting the vibe that yes. I'm getting here, because I think a lot of times when we have issues, then we tend to go look for the right kind of person for help. And yes. if I had a certain, let's say life issues and I need to go see a therapist then that would be because it's related to that. Whereas I'm really feeling here that estrangement has very little to do in this case, probably with therapy, and it has a lot more to do with this curiosity thing that you have and your superb ability to help people understand the impacts of communication or the lack thereof, which then really affects the dynamic of, and that causes their estrangement. Yes. And so I'm seeing a little bit of a, a good disconnect here, mm-hmm. where you're you're not trying to go into the world of therapy because that's something totally different, which we'll talk right. about later. Because I believe you work with therapists and you really respect them. Yes, so this is a completely different field. Where I also remember you mentioning that you're now helping train therapists on how mm-hmm. to approach this because this is a completely different skill set in a completely different world.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. It is, it is not therapy. I am not doing that. I am helping people to understand the impact of their words, Mm. the impact of what, how the tone in which you communicate with people, all of these things come into play and can for all intents and purposes, make or break a connection.
1: Yeah. Wow, I'm also just seeing here You know, if I was in that situation, I would want the dream team of a therapist and a estrangement coach.
0: Yes. Like I would
1: want to deal with some of my own issues that I do need a therapist to walk me through. And then also have an estrangement coach that can lead me down the right path that's meant for me and work with me on trying to curate a specific strategy with the situation that is so specific to my dynamics.
0: Yes, that is, that is exactly what it is. And, and when you say dream team, that's a, that's what I envision because I'm a firm believer in therapy. I, I am a therapy client myself. I am an advocate for therapy. Um, I respect therapists. I have therapists that are friends, um, colleagues. I, I mean, just they're, they're in my world all in all sorts of ways. Um, but therapy is very different. Therapy usually takes you back into your past Mm. and is working on your your own individual issues and concerns, your own traumas, your own hurts, your own pains, how to overcome those, how to be able to work through them to get on the other side of them so that they're less triggering and all of those things. What I am doing is not therapy. I am trying to help people to understand how they're communicating with people is making your relationship or not making your relationship. It is Mm. our words are so unbelievably powerful. Um you know they uh what um there's a there's an old saying and I can't think of it right now it just came and went um talking about the power of of words you (laughs) it's like wielding a sword and you can either use it for good or you can use it for, for bad. And Mm. unfortunately, most of us are never, never taught that. I mean, yes, we're taught how to talk and how to speak and how to put words together and things like that, but we're not, we're not instructed on what, how I say something to you, John Mm. make, I know what I'm talking about. I know what my intent is, but the way that you perceive that. It's based off of your life experiences. Not necessarily my intent. Yes. So the way that I say something to you may come across in a totally, totally different way that you're, that you're receiving it. Yes. And I'm thinking, I'm left over here going, oh my gosh, I had, that was not my intent. I had no, in, no intention of, of hurting you or doing any of these things. And you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've been raked over the coals by what you just said. And I'm trying to help people to figure that out, to figure those pieces out so that they can learn how to communicate with people in a way mm-hmm. that it's received, that is healing and helpful and compassionate. And so that person can, is receptive to it.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. I'm really, this reminds me, I was listening to an episode of yours where you basically kind of talked about how you had a realization at one point that your children didn't like you. So yes. like, they didn't enjoy being around you. Right. And they're supposed to be your children. They're supposed to, you know, there may be love, but there's not that interest, the like the, and, and I can really see how, if we're so blinded to what we're saying, not realizing what we're saying is causing another person to feel so disturbed. Mm-hmm. And we don't we don't see that, then we can continue to communicate in this way and really cause ourselves to be not liked by the other person, right. even if we're their blood, even if we're their mother, let's say. Yes. And how unfortunate is that? And if we're just spinning our wheels and it causes the estrangement to go deeper and deeper.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's really insightful of you when you said that. I'm kind of like, wow, that's so interesting. And I think we all cannot see what we cannot see and we need the support of other people. That's yes. why I believe in coaching. That's why you believe in coaching as well, because then people can help us see what we don't see. Right. I want to talk really quickly about you mentioned that it's not just about reconciliation, but continued reconciliation or, or an ongoing yes. um, ability to, because it's, this isn't kind of a, you know, oh, okay, this is done now. I don't have to work on anything anymore. Right. Right. Um, And if anything, you also mentioned in one of your recent episodes, or maybe it was one where you were featured on somebody else's podcast, where now you can call your daughter and then be like, oh, what if I swung by? And then they're like, that would be so nice. And there's Mm -hmm. almost that desirousness to be there. So not Mm -hmm. only have you reconciled it, but you've actually turned it up into that they not only like you, that they really like you, that they would love to see you. And 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 elevate that. So it's not just neutral. It's really, really great. Yes. Can you talk to us a little bit about your own experience of not just reconciliation, but now getting to a place where it's that good? Yeah.
0: So I, I know that I've talked in other episodes about, you know, years ago I was a police officer and I, my way of communicating in the world was very was perceived by many to be very harsh. Mm. And from my perspective, it was all in an effort to protect and to keep people safe and to do all of these things in life for for people, right? I was doing it out of love, um, but it was being received differently. And that's how it was with my children. I loved my children, but I was coming across in such a way that was so harsh to them that they pulled back from me and I couldn't, I I was, you know, how, I mean, the saying we're we're all, we get in the weeds and and we're in the forest and can't see the forest for the trees because we're just so wrapped up in it ourselves that we can't see it. It takes some, generally takes someone from the outside to go, hey, have you, have you thought about this? Have you, let's look at it from this perspective kind of thing. And that's what, um, that's what I, luckily I had a therapist who was had been an estranged mom herself, oh. and so she was able. I didn't know that when I started therapy with her, but learned that down the road. And so she was able to help me to begin to see ways that I was being received by my children. And wow. that's when I started to to be able to help, um, f- you know, help learn to f- figure it out, to do the, this differently, and be in relationship with them differently. And so when we reconciled, we were reconciled four years before we ever had a conversation about why the estrangement occurred. And during those four years, I was working on, you know, still in therapy and still working on myself and still working through all of my stuff um, and trying to figure out a way, oh my gosh, okay, I didn't like it when my mom did this to me or said Mm. this to me, so I'm going to try to do it differently with my children. And so I started working at it from that perspective and now we're in a place where they do enjoy when I am around and I feel, I feel that I it's not, they don't have to tell me that I feel it when we're together and knowing, because I've changed every, every part and piece of how I communicate with my children. Wow. Wow. I do not talk to them the way that I used to talk to them at all
2: in mm. anything.
0: And that was the, I mean, this is the key. This is what I hear um, a lot of a strange mom struggle with is being open to, to being a parenting differently, right? And that means in how they communicate with their children. Um, it's, it's such a, it, it's a profound shift when you can realize that the words you're saying and speaking have they're the keys to the kingdom they are the keys to the kingdom they can unlock it or they can you can stand there all day long trying to turn the lock and it's just not going to turn you know by repeating and saying the same things that you've been saying all of these years um and that's what i think our, our adult children who strange, that is what they're trying to get across to us and they don't they don't know how to do that.
1: Wow. That's right. Don't
0: know how to say, Mm. I need your communication style to change in a way that's receptive, right? Because we get defensive, we get all, you know, all up in our in our defenses and saying, you know, I'm I'm not doing anything wrong and all of this type of thing. And so it's it's a real delicate balancing act to come to that that realization and then to figure out a way forward to yeah. change the way that we talk and communicate with others.
1: And I can just even I imagine that because the dynamic between parent and child is so specific, it's very hard to go the reverse. Yes. It's hard for the child to, let's say, quote, quote, parent, the parent, in mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and, and, and helping the parent realize what they need to realize, there usually is not much receptivity to that. Correct. And so it's extra difficult. So I can imagine, A, the help that parents would get, in knowing how to see what's going on now, and then being able to change things so that they can impact that relationship. But B, more importantly, because you've been estranged on both ends, you Mm -hmm. can also know how to give strategies to adult children who are estranged, who want to reconcile different strategies to approach hard-headed parents who may not be ready to take the lead to do that. And I think on both ends, it is very important. And because there is a desire to reconcile, people need support, and they may not be as lucky as you were to have had a therapist who had experience with estrangement. They may be talking to somebody who doesn't have experience in estrangement and may not be able to help them with this category, but you would be able to because Mm -hmm. of the experience and now the ability to strategize with them due to curiosity and creativity, which I think is so crucial. Um, wow this is this is so cool this is a lot in a really yeah. cool way. I don't know your heart yes, must be yes. so full all the time or heavy because there's just so you're carrying somebody's relationship, relationship. with you
0: yes yes it's not a um, this is not something I take lightly I mean mm-hmm. I really um, I come at this from a place of I, I feel very honored when I work with folks in helping them to hopefully get to reconciliation, Um, it's a, I don't, I don't take it lightly. It's, and it weighs heavily on me at times. Um, I'm, I'm holding (laughs) this potential relationship, what, you know, healing or not healing in, in my hands, so to speak. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not up to me, but it's up to me to help to coach and help people to learn to do things differently and to come at things from a different perspective. Mm. And that's, that's a big, that's a big responsibility, right? When, especially when people are, are so um, consumed with this immense pain, right? That they're sometimes, oftentimes clinging to me as a lifeline. And, and that's, that's heavy stuff. That's really heavy stuff to carry, um, but I'm always honored when people trust me enough
2: mm-hmm.
0: to step in to this place of vulnerability because it's it, immense vulnerability to be able to to do this work. And I say, and I'm talking about the parents. Immense vulnerability for them to do this work that is what I call big brave work, right? It is it is showing bravery. It's being in an authentic space. And that's that's hard. That's really, really hard. And I recognize that I know that because I've lived it. I've mm-hmm. lived that I've done it. I know what it, I know that I know what they're feeling.
1: Mm-hmm. I can really feel the sincerity of how seriously you're taking this. And I think what's really incredible is that your peers are also seeing how seriously you're taking it. And they take it just as seriously, because they're coming to you now these peers of yours who are therapists, who you work with, they also see how seriously you take it. And because they take it seriously and they don't want to mismanage or misconsult their patients. So they're coming to you to learn about estrangement so that they can more help or direct people to listen to your podcast and say, Hey, this isn't my area of specialty. I am a professional. I'll help you with what I can. I would like to refer you to a specialist who can deal with this. And then they direct them to you. I think it's so great how much integrity there is among yourself, the therapist that you are peers with and everything that is going on because that this is not a joke. This is people's lives. And I really admire that this is because at the end of the day, if they can achieve this reconciliation or when they can, because of your help, then that's a whole, that's lives that are restored and that's yes. futures that are redeemed, and this is yeah, this is so cool. I have goosebumps just thinking about it.
0: And it's it's um, a ripple out effect. This is another piece to this that I talk with my coaching clients about. Now it's this isn't just about you know reconciling with your with your loved one, your you know your child or your parent. It's not. Yes, it is about that, but that's not what it's all about. Because whenever you reconcile, and I'm the, I work with clients to help them to understand, we're working to transform your relationship, not get back to where it quote unquote used to be. We don't want that because that wasn't healthy because it ended up in its estrangement. We, excuse me, we are working to transform that relationship. And when that relationship transforms, it does nothing but ripple out into all other relationships. My relationship, having transformed my relationships with my daughters, has transformed my relationship with my parents. It's transformed my relationship with my son-in-laws. It's transformed my relationship with my daughter's in-laws. It's, I mean, it's just this huge ripple out effect and it's massive. It has the potential to heal so many hearts, so many it's not just these two, you know, this parent and this child, or this parent and their, you know, their children. It's it's everyone. You can affect your in-laws, their in-laws, your grandchildren, their, you know, their children. I mean, it just is this massive ripple out effect, and it is. That's why it's such a big, I mean, it's such a big thing, right? Because even and if it doesn't lead to reconciliation and you stay in estrangement, that too. Is having ripple out effects. Although opposite, right?
1: Not mm-hmm. so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a powerful thing. And I can see why you've been taking this so seriously and that you're mm-hmm. diligent mm-hmm. with this podcast and you're trying to reach people and help people. I hope those who are listening here today understand. I mean, if you can't hear Creed's heart, um, then maybe you need to listen to this episode all over again because I think it's very, very obvious to me that you, this is a big picture thing that you're endeavoring to, not because you feel like it is your right to, but because you've been there and you really want to help people. Um, Before we end off, is there anything that you feel like hasn't really been shared? Anything that you have been misunderstood for that you do want to clarify a little bit because this is kind of a new and unique space that you um, hold. I wanted to just give you an opportunity to bring up anything that may not have been discussed yet.
0: You know, I think John that you've really, you've really touched um, on, on the, the big touch points, right? And for me, it is, I, I take this work seriously. It's, it's not a fly by the seat of my pants. It's not this, you know, here today, gone tomorrow kind of thing. I'm in it and I'm in it for the long haul. Um, and I take what I do very seriously. I understand what's at stake. And when I'm dealing with lives of others, that's a very serious thing to me. It's very serious. And I, I just, I hope that people can take away from this with a, leave this episode and with an understanding of where Creed's heart is. I mean, this is one reason why it's my podcast is named the estranged heart. Mm. Everything I do is with heart and, and I'm helping to heal the world one heart at a time. And that's all I can do with the understanding that when that heart is healed, it's having this ripple out effect. And Mm. therefore it's, it is affecting the whole right overall. Um, And that there is, this is a, what I, the work that I'm doing is really new. There aren't others out doing this thing that I'm doing. And so I understand that it can be a little odd for some people. Some people may not necessarily trust. Some people may not, you know, really feel connected or feel like this is the path that they should take because, you know, for a host of different reasons. All I can tell you is that I've walked in the shoes of an estranged child and an estranged parent, and a reconciled adult child, and a reconciled parent. I know what it takes to get there,
2: Mm. and
0: I'm willing to help those who want to take those steps to reach and restore and transform their relationships with one another.
1: Mm. What I really appreciate about you as well is that you have an understanding of what life is like, and so much of life is readiness. And sometimes people are not ready. And I also love that you just said you are interested in working with people who are ready and interested to do that. You're not somebody who is pushing anybody to do anything. But if there are listeners right now who are just like their heart is pounding and in their heart is telling them that they're ready and that they want to work with you, what's the best way for people to reach you?
0: Yeah, um, best way is by email. My email address is theestrangedheart@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And they can also go to my website and find everything else there. And that is theestrangedheart.com.
1: Mm, wonderful. Well, I mean, on behalf of other lives that I know, I mean, I think just for me, knowing that there is hope, and if that if I have a friend or somebody that I care about in my life who's going through estrangement and they're suffering so much. For me, just to know that I have a resource to now share with them, it makes me feel really good because there's nothing worse than not being able to help the people that we love. So thank you for providing this um, opportunity or this resource for people. And I can only imagine the testimonies and the stories and the joy and the celebration that will come or that has already come with you, but also Mm -hmm. that will come um, with months and years to come with this wonderful work. Thank Thank
0: you, you, John. Thank you so much for your time today. And tell, tell my listeners how they can um, reach you if they're interested in any of your services as a leadership coach.
1: Sure. Uh, My podcast is called perspective maintenance, because a lot of times very similar to a lot of what you were talking about, Mm -hmm. people are stuck. And I have been stuck with so many different things in my life. I've had to reinvent myself many, many times. And that is an arduous process and a very uncomfortable process. And most people may choose to remain stuck and not have to go through change versus face the fear of the unknown and be mm. a different person, but to get unstuck. But kind of like what you're saying with the ripple effect, when we become unstuck, then we can also help other people become unstuck. Yes. And everybody around us, our entire vibration of our community it changes totally. And so I'm so passionate about it and wanting to make sure that that is what I can provide for people. So you can, um, go to my website at the John collective. If you want to find out more about leadership coaching or perspective coaching, and then you can also listen to my podcast to get ideas of how to get unstuck because I share 10 main guiding principles, uh, that are relevant in helping us become a person who has habits, and ways of living an unstuck life because we will all get stuck again sooner or later. But if we can have the tools to know how to unstuck ourselves when we get stuck, then we can move on in life in a much more hopeful and enjoyable way. Because like you just said, people's lives are so important and there's no time to be wasted on being stuck or being sad or being depressed. Um, When we can, people like you and I can support them with the tools that we have gained along the way um so what a great i'm so grateful to know you
0: yeah oh my gosh that that feeling is mutual john um and i'm here to tell my listeners if you want to be able to see the forest for the trees contact john he's he has helped me and in many ways being able to get out outside of myself and to be able to see things from a very different perspective and um just john i just i absolutely love you thank you for all that you do for everyone and all of us and for being my friend. I'm so grateful. And that brings this episode to a close. it, it was really fun to be able to talk with John. He's such a, he has such a wonderful heart and, um, just has a, a very unique way of helping to present, um, information in a different way than what we've perhaps been used to and, um, in helping us to see a different perspective. And so I hope that you, um, have enjoyed this episode as much as I did doing it with John. And um, if you want to know more about John and his work, I will leave information on how to find him and reach him. He's on social media, what have you um, in the show notes. So um, I hope that this time together was time you feel well spent and that you're able to find some takeaway nuggets to help you on your journey, wherever you may be on your estrangement and reconciliation path. If you feel you've received something helpful or positive from this podcast, please consider following us, sharing the podcast with others, and perhaps leaving us a positive review. You can also find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok under the same name, The Estranged Heart. And lastly, if you are an estranged parent or an estranged adult child and would like to have your story shared on the podcast, anonymously or not, please reach out to me via email at theestrangedheart at gmail.com. Again, theestrangedheart at gmail.com. Until next time.